Hey there, I'm Charlie, your online business manager and WordPress expert. My goal is to assist small to medium business owners build their businesses with a focus on using the internet and online technologies in an appropriate and cost-effective manner. People hire me to take the stress out of managing their businesses and allow themselves to focus on what they do best. Chantal Penny specializes in consulting and advising construction companies to optimize their talent acquisition process in order to boost profits, streamline successions planning, and enhance productivity. Through strategic cult consulting, oh my goodness, it's been a while since I've had to do this, advisory <laughs> services and superior talent acquisition, Chantelle assists in blending intellectual hiring techniques with instinct to revolutionise their approach. I'm really, really excited to talk to Chantelle today uh, and she's going to tell us a little bit, I hope, about um, how to build a great culture in your business but when you're hiring your team as well as how she built her business during COVID. Hi Chantelle, thanks for coming on. Hi, thank you for having me. You are most welcome. So, look, I've, I've given people um, the, the the intro there. I'm sorry, that wasn't as great as I could have done, but there you go. Um, perhaps you can give us kind of a tongue twister. <laughs> <laughs> um, perhaps you could give us a bit of a helicopter view about yourself. Um, tell us who you are. Uh, just a quick intro, and then tell us about your business. Yep, done. Um, so my name's Chantelle Penny. I've been doing uh, um, recruitment for about nine years now, give or take, and I specialise in construction, but a bit about me is I currently live in Brisbane um, and I, you know, I built a business out of COVID. What else do you want to know? That's that sort of sums it up. I've been doing sales, um, you know, for the last twenty years of my life. So I've I started off in um, sales in real estate, you know, in New South Wales in the inner west, which is obviously very competitive. Um, so just learning a lot about how to sell to people, how to listen to people's needs, and you know, be able to. Um, to be able to, you know, turn that around to make sure that you're delivering on on what they what they need and what they're looking for. So that sort of proceeded on to, you know, help me do recruitment essentially. And um, and whether you like it or not, recruitment is sales. I'm selling to I'm selling the job to to the person. I'm selling myself to, to the business. And because, you know, it, oh, I feel like it's definitely the hardest type of sales ever. And the reason is, is because I don't have a fixed commodity. I'm like, you're selling a dream, you know, <laughs> you're selling yeah. some hopes and dreams and you're also, you know, selling service. Yeah. So it's not just about, you know, people coming because they want a job. It's because you they must want to work with you. So that was a really great intro. Um, I really appreciate you doing that. Being in construction must be a little bit different as well. <laughs> um, and <It's> very <laughs> I, can, I, can, I can imagine. Um, so why don't you talk, start talking us through um, recruiting a team and the sorts of things that you, you found and did as you went through it? A few minutes later. Nothing ever goes to plan. <laughs> like I've just got to, you know what I mean? And like literally that's my job, you know, every single day. 
Live. You know, this is a great place to pick it up. So um, just I, I've just sort of cut the video and started at that 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 cut right there. The door rang. The, the doorbell rang. No one ever comes to visit me, and the doorbell rang while we're doing this interview. So there we go. So nothing ever goes to plan. So. Uh, well, I was asking you, uh, you've given us a bit of an intro about yourself. Uh, why don't you talk to us uh, about the recruitment process? You said it was really important because you're trying to sell yourself and sell the business. And um, why it's important not only to get it right and to sell the business, but to sell the business to the right people. Yeah. So um, I think the first of all, um, I've seen to find a bit of a niche, like, you know, the recruitment side of things for me, um, you know, I run a boutique agency. So we are very much about finding like highly skilled people. You know, a lot of the people that I deal with are, you know, niche parts of the business. So, you know, want people that are highly qualified or specialised or, you know, they have difficult finding. But there's this other side to it that, People struggle to be able to sell the job, you know, to the person. And I feel like we are living in this culture. We are sitting there. How it's changed and we can't. But there's like this missing element of why are you not asking them or talking to them and finding out what people want? Because now we do live in a society where, you know, we we all have a voice and, you know, there's more famous people than unfamous people at this point, you know, because of all the platforms and whatever. But we do have this thing that we want to be heard. But what we can't go past is we cannot go past that as human beings, we all want to be part of a community. So to make sure that people are feeling part of a community and that being their workforce and their job, which they we all know that we spend most of our time, you know, at, we need to make sure that we are finding the right people. So first of all, you need to ask a person what they're actually looking for. So are they looking for career progression? Are they straight up looking for money? You know, what, like, do they want a work-life balance? And then find out how the, how you, you know, can possibly look at, that's going to fit into the business structure you have. But this whole thing of, you know, I'm just going to be a manager and everyone should just do what they're told and how they're told to do it just does not fly anymore. I cannot tell you in my industry, and it actually, like, it's a bit of a pave. You know, there is such a difference between having someone and calling them, you know, names on site or, like, you know, like a girl and, you know, all these, like, outdated, retarded stuff to turning around and saying someone actually has needs. We, you know, construction industry suffers from one of the biggest fatalities when it comes to suicide. And this is because we are still living in this outdated structure. So if you want to be amazing and you want to hire the best and you want to get the best of the best, then you need to be able to listen to people, treat them like a human being, make sure you're following up and, um, you know, on them and, you know, make sure that they're getting everything they need to, they need to do their job. So, you know, so it starts from the beginning where when we speak to people, you know, and don't get me wrong, I am blunt. I'm a blunt person. I can't help it. 
but that does give people expectations of what they what they can expect in the role that they're going to. So because I um, do both permanent recruitment and I do, um, you know, I also do a lot of labour hire, it means that, like, I can turn around and go, okay, this is, you know, what are you looking for? Listen to what they're looking for. Go through their experience and go, okay, well, this is what I have to offer. And, you know, I can also reassure them that what I have to offer from the company is what they're looking for because I've listened to them rather than just speaking at them and giving them no reassurance and then hoping for the best. Okay, so there's a couple of things I've picked up there. And the the one thing that really kind of got me was you said, um, just saying I'm the manager and you've got to do as you're told um, doesn't fly anymore. I'm going to say that it's never flown. Um, (laughs) It's never flown. And the people that are really good managers and leaders understood that even way back when, even in you know, in my dad's when my dad started working, Very you still true. had you still had the people that led by example. They were great. People would walk over hot coals for them. Um, and it reminds me of a, a short I saw of a ex-military guy saying that you know you've got you know when when is respect earned? Is respect earned or given? And um, it's all the same sort of thing. You said, you know, there are, there are people that you take away the uniform, you take away the rank, and we would still follow them because that's the type of person they are. You've got the people that have got the rank and got the uniform and you comply. <laughs> and, and, and and that doesn't instill the loyalty, though. It no, it doesn't. Absolutely. You're being heard. And it never goes past, like, we are human beings. And so whatever is happening in the rest of the world does not matter. There's this innate way that we want to be treated and we want to feel. Absolutely. Yeah. So, yeah, that was the first thing that resonated. And it's something that um, I, I work with business owners. And it's something that, you know, as business owners, we need to remember when we're building our teams, whether we're employing people, uh, mm-hmm. And a lot of a lot of my listeners won't employ people. We'll work with small contract teams that come together and um, dis- dissipate as we have projects. Is that mm-hmm. we, we need to we need to lead. We we just can't say, look, I said it's got to be done, so it's got to be done. Because yeah, what? Right, we'll just go find something else to do because we're bored. Or oh, this is horrible. We don't want to do this. Um, and yeah, yeah. Then selling your business and selling the the role that you've got to make sure that you're putting the right person into the role. Now, one thing that I'd be interested in your take on is: Do you recommend necessarily employing because someone's got the skill set to do the job, but not the right fit um, culturally? Or do you look to employ someone who may not be as skilled, but could learn the skills, but is a better fit culturally so would you like to talk on that one 100 percent, all day every day like personality wins literally that's what i'm trying to teach people about as well as how to you know that's what talent instinct a lot is about is about how to recognize personality traits and how to listen to your gut feeling when you can see that someone's, you know, throwing up sort of red flags or, you know, um, 
or you know you you can like tell like that they're really engaged and you know all of those sorts of things that's I'm a hundred percent about hiring on my instinct and from getting that information from talking to someone having certain response um you know response sort of triggers and things like that and I all day every day the person that's going to work out the most in the company is going to be the one that fits culturally and the one that has the great attitude, the one that doesn't take their job, you know, that that thinks that they've been doing their job for a million years, years so they know better, you know, and is very, like, um, you know, stagnated in their position and what they want to do and what they don't want to do. I want someone that's, like, excited. It's an opportunity, you know, and they're going to, like, absorb as much information as possible. I think that, you know, wanting to constantly learn and evolve is, you know, one of the best personality attributes someone can have. Yeah, absolutely. And I, I would concur. It's um, actually something I learned as a, a younger woman when we had a really, really dynamic team um, and we were looking for a specific skill set. And we brought in the person with the skill set and it destroyed the team. <laughs> oh, like can happen, you know, it just it just yeah. like spreads like you know, it's that one person throughout the whole whole, you know, team goes from from making you know happy and at their best. Everyone's in a bad mood every day, you know, no one's like doing what they're supposed to. It's it's not a good thing. It, it breaks businesses. Yeah, it, it really, really does. So, and, and um, I guess the thing that we haven't really um, focused on there is that often skills can be taught. Well, no, skills can be taught. Skills can be learnt and skills can be taught. If you've got someone who's got really good basics in something and they're a really good fit for the team and you know that you can teach them to do a particular job, they're often going to be the better candidate for you than the person who knows it all but is going to grate with your personality or is just not going to fit in with the way the team works or, you know, I, uh, you call it your instinct. It, it, it's, it really, it really, really is. It's an instinct about, yeah, that person is really good. I, I just don't like them. They rub me the wrong way. And people used to rub me the wrong way a lot. <laughs> <laughs> you should come and sit in my office for a day. You'd love it. <laughs> no, 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 no. I've worked with tradies. No, we're good. <laughs> Look, you know what, me personally, I love it. Like, and, you know, I think that it is definitely an acquired taste, you know. So you either love it or you don't. And I love the fact that, you know, it's constantly changing and challenging and, you know, um, it is, you know, there's, there's so many different things to learn when it comes to construction, you know. So the the thing is you've got so many different personality types and, um, again, like the the different laws and things like that that we actually have to know and deal with is, is just a whole other thing as well, you know. So, um, but, you know, in saying that, again, it's, um, you know, we, we definitely have different you know, things that we really have to watch out for. And to be honest with you, I'll tell you, so I've, like I um, supply, you know, white collar, you know, people as well. 
Um, so obviously, like, that's just a different kettle of fish again. So when I'm looking for accounts people, I'm looking for project managers, like CFOs, you know, um, I actually did accounting recruitment for a little while. And around and tell me they like to look at numbers. It was just like each other. Like I, I was, oh, my God. Everyone says the same thing. I forgot, you know. But even with that, it, it's just different to actually like look at the different kind of a person and look at the nuances within their personalities, you know. And um, and you know, every different um, industry has those nuances. So even though like I specialize in recruitment, you can 100% you know transfer over my skill set to any industry. Yep. Yep. Okay. So what sort of hints and tips based on what you've just told me there? What sort of hints and tips would you have for um business owners, particularly small business owners, if they're looking to grow their team? Um like yeah, you know, they may think that they need two or three positions all at once. What would you recommend? Um, I mean, again, I would like make sure that you start the process, you know, from the beginning and do it correct. Um, and I would make sure that, you know, you you research what the market sort of value of a person is, um, make sure that you know what, you know, you can offer a person and things like that. In terms of interviewing people, I think it's really important that you understand that anyone can go online and read the interview questions that they think they're going to be asked. That's never going to tell you what you actually need to know. So within staying within the law and boundaries and things like that, I think it's very important that you, again, talk to the person and be open with them. Nothing worse than going into an interview and someone sitting there and having no feedback and being stone cold and you not being able to feed off them or, you know, um, have, a, have a back and forth and get to know them. So that would probably be another one. Um, and then be, like, clear about what you're actually looking for. So you know what the position entails. Um, I can tell you that there are so many times when I talk to businesses and they um, aren't clear on what the role is and they're like, oh, it'll be all right, you know, whatever. No, because no, no one's going to live up to your expectation if you don't know what the expectation is goals on what you you know or what the role is then it's very hard to find someone to fill that position properly so so have really really good objectives as to what you want that job to do or um a clear duty statement pretty much is what you're saying um yes okay and and give lots of feedback as you're going through the interview process yourself so actually have conversations don't just ask questions and say mm-hmm uh-huh and keep moving <laughs> yeah. the, the best interviews i've ever done over the years like you know for me self um, for me giving or you know for, for me being in is when i've sat down and had like a managers and we've had a genuine conversation so i think being able to um maybe and to give an idea, to be to your questions in a way that it sort of flows 
you know, so you can, there's plenty of ways to skin a cat, as they say, you know, so rather than just being like doing these, you know, understand, I guess, your open-ended and your closed questions. Right. So you, you mean you ask, leading, yeah, you mean ask leading questions rather than questions that require a yes or a no answer. Yeah, yeah you know, and ask them to give examples and, you know, be, be um, you know, ask them sort of, you know, like what their experience has been, you know, but like no harm in having a sense of humour. No, and honestly, my experience is if you are human and relaxed in your interview, you normally get down to the nitty-gritty of who the person is you're interviewing if you're very staid and reserved this, this is just my experience you, you get them very sort of that, that you don't know who you're talking to because they don't know what you're looking for and they don't know how to respond yeah yeah that's such a great way of explaining it and it's so true you know and i feel like that's where i have like a lot of um you know i do well in what i do because I make people feel super comfortable and I'm just having a chat to them. And then while I'm sort of chatting, I'll just sleep in a full, uh, you do here? Yeah. What was Okay. I'm having a couple of lags here. So just bear with me if I look like I'm being a bit funny. My, 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 I don't know what it is. Yeah. I, internet. <laughs> Might be nearly tippy time. Yeah, always the way. <laughs> okay, so, um, so I just also wanted to sort of highlight things that you were saying there that um, actually go the other way as well. Like when you are the business and you're trying to sell your business to a client and trying to get the job for a client, a lot of these sorts of things can be um, applied in the, in that way as well. You're not just interviewing. In fact, you are. You are interviewing the customer to be your customer as much as they're interviewing you to be their supplier. And the, it, it's just, it never fails to amaze me that when you're sitting down and you're looking at it, it's, like, it's the same process. You might do slightly different things. But it's the same process. It's all sales. As you said earlier, it's, it's all sales. Um, yep. And you're selling, you're selling yourself, you're selling your business one way or the other. Um, okay, let me ask, what's the, can you, mm, I'll see how you go with this one. What's the worst experience you can remember interviewing someone? Oh, God. I know, I just put you on the spot, didn't I? Okay, yeah, I mean, I've definitely seen some things in my time, let me tell you. Um, so, um, you know, one thing that like always amazes me straight off the bat is, um, I have, you know, gone to interview, you know, younger, like 18, 19 year olds and their parents have turned up with them and want to come in the interview with me interview. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Look at the look of, look of horror on my face. That's something. Yeah. Yeah. No, yeah. as much as you might want to, mum and dad, don't do it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, you know, I think that it's um, especially in sort of senior positions and things like that, 
I make sure that they have like done their research on the company that they're going to, you know, and I make sure that they understand like what the when I I can tell by the way that they, I can tell by, you know, them like, you know, them like laughing at my jokes and I know it seems stupid, but I want to see if they've got a bloody sense of humor and they're going to, how they're going to react to things, you know? So, but yeah, God, I, like I've had some people like walk into my office and I've taken one look at them and I've just gone, oh, wow. Okay. Just how people speak on the phone even. Like just being articulate, like you know, um, a, a massive thing for you know for people to ring me and be like, oh, I just saw your ad on speak. Okay, cool. I've got about fifteen. Narrow it down. Yes. Yeah, I've seen your ad. I want the job. Uh huh. Which one? <laughs> Who are you? What are you doing? Tell me. Um. Do you have people turning up? It's just saying that sort of popped into my mind. Welcome to the mind of Charlie at times. Um, yeah, do you have people turning up that aren't even dressed appropriately for the role they're going for? So I, I guess the most bizarre example I can give you is someone who's going for um, not a low level but an entry level or a hands-on job where they're going to be bricklaying and stuff and they've turned up in like the three-piece suit and the and they're smick like they might look really good but does that sometimes give you that sense of are you going to be able to do the job yeah so we live in a weird world doing construction especially like if you if he has really good computer skills i'd be concerned you know <laughs> like it's a trading, you know. Look, obviously that varies. It's a very, you know, across the board. But, yeah, 100%. If someone turned up in a suit, I wouldn't hire them. Isn't that interesting? Isn't that an amazing phenomenon? Because, you know, we're always told you've got to dress nicely and you've got to dress up. Um, I think dress appropriately is fine. I, I know I've just spent some time over in Hawaii and the one thing that they said is that if you're wearing a suit in Hawaii, you work for an insurance company, a lawyer, or one of those high-end retail stores that charge lots of money. Anyone else who's a salesperson wears um, a pair of um, cargo pants or jeans and an aloha shirt. Uh, we, we would call them Hawaiian shirts, an aloha shirt. And that's, you know, so if they turn up in a, in a suit, people are like, oh, what are you trying to sell us? <laughs> even, even for me, like as a recruiter, if I turn up on like to site and I wore office things, people laugh at me. Like I won't get taken seriously. Isn't that amazing? Isn't mm. that amazing? So yeah, and that just comes down to um making sure that I'm just going to bring it back to running your business and why it's important to think about those sorts of things. It's not just how people are presenting to you. It's how you're presenting to people as well. I'm sitting here today, for example, in a T-shirt. Yeah, it is a Christmas T-shirt. I love my Christmas T-shirts. I'm traveling as well, so I've still got my clothes from Christmas in the bag and I'm like, I need a black shirt. That one's clean. But, but, like, I'm wearing a, you know, this is a work one, but a polo shirt, and that's sort of, you know, for the industry and things like that, that and a pair of jeans or, do you know what I mean, something, like, along those lines. Like, 100%, 
what you're saying, even if I'm going to go and see business owners and do a meeting, I'm not going to turn up. If I turned up in a suit and heels, that'd be like, this lady doesn't know what she's talking about. Like, who's she, who's she getting dressed for? What yeah, and you, and you absolutely wouldn't turn up on a work site in a pair of heels. You would turn up in your stilto boots. They'd laugh at me. I'd be like, <laughs> like they wouldn't even talk to me. You know, so again, get to, getting back though, I do do a lot of, um, you know, I do do a lot of uh, events and things like that. And, you know, so then again, you'll see like a different Chantel, you know, it's a different person. So, you know, understand your audience, understand what you're, where you're going, understand what, you know, you should be wearing to make sure that you dress appropriately. Excellent. Look, that is really great um, feedback and, and information for people to take. Uh, if someone was to, so you're, you work in the construction industry, um, if anyone was to pick up this this podcast and is look at this interview and this discussion and is looking for assistance, how can they get in touch with you, Chantal? Um, lots of different ways on um, on my actual website. So that would be um, siteforce.com.au. I'm on Instagram. Also, on just waiting for my computer to catch up with me. <laughs> yeah. Oh man, it's hard today. It's a big lag, isn't it? It's hard today. Yeah, I might just have to reboot the router, find the router, and go and reboot. <laughs> Look, I mean, if you want to come back to me with anything else, you just let me know, you know. I'll put, I'll put all the contact details in the um, show notes um, and you and I can be in touch. Just make sure I've got those all sorted out. Um, yeah. I, I think it's just really important. And if you do, you know, if you think that you've seen something that um, Chantel's got, got here to offer or you'd like to engage with her more, I'm sure she'd love to hear from you. Um, I I really want business owners to take from this interview uh, how much uh, you, your approach to uh, recruitment makes a difference, whether you're recruiting uh, for a permanent position or um, a, a salaried position, a paid position, whatever, however you want to put it, a position on your team as an employee or whether you're employing um, as, a, as a contractor and getting subcontractors in. It's really, really important. You've got to make sure your team uh, matches your ethos your culture all of that as well as having the skills to actually deliver the work that they say they're going to do now before I go much further I just want to remind people um, that I have my locals community ask charlielitham.locals.com being a business owner can be tough being a business owner who works remotely can get lonely and frustrating that's why I started this community it's a community for business owners that could be a bit like the old water cooler of old treat the community as a place where you not only get to interact with me but with each other you can gain inspiration from others provide inspiration and advice and of course as members you'll be able to ask questions of myself now, um, to join the community, it's free. You'll be able to see all the content that goes up. Uh, you won't be able to comment on it. To comment on it, you'll need to become a supporter. A supporter costs $2 US a month. It's not a lot of money. Um, that enables me to continue doing this sort of work and the other work like the daily inspirations I'm putting out and stuff, as well as other content <laughs> creation. Uh, and apart from that, it also makes sure that the people that are joining the community to comment and interact 
are legitimate. They're not trolls coming in to give us all a hard time. So please do come across askcharlieleatham.locals.com. I'd love to see you there. Back to us. <laughs> that was my spiel. Um, so what's the one thing you'd like yeah. business owners take from all of this, Chantel? Um, I guess that, you know, if you, um, one thing that, you know, you've, you've really got to look at too is if you do the right thing and you, you know, be, um, build the team well and you do invest in your team and things like that, long term it's going to save you money and it's also going to build your profitability and you've also got then the wealth of knowledge, which means as a business owner and especially someone like myself, I definitely love going on holiday and it means I can step away. You know, I can have entrusted people to run the business how I want it run. And I think that's just such a massive thing, especially for small to medium businesses, is learning how to hire properly so you trust in your people so you can step back and you can work on the business, not in the business. Do you know, I love hearing people say that because that's my catchphrase. We should be working on our businesses, not in our businesses. That doesn't mean to say you shouldn't be working in your business at all, but you shouldn't be working in your business to the exclusion of being able to build and work on the business to make it bigger, better, more secure, whichever it is you're trying to achieve at that point in time. Can we just address that it's going to save you money? Because I, we didn't get to that earlier, and that's actually a really important thing. Why does it save you money? Because every time you hire someone, the hiring process in itself is expensive. So putting ads up and things like that. Then you've got to somehow, like, you know, hopefully do, uh, um, you know, do a transfer over, which, you know, doesn't always happen and isn't always great. Then the person that's leaving also has a wealth of knowledge about your business, has a whole heap of stuff that's been stuck in their head that they haven't put in whatever system you're using as well. And then so you've got to give, you've got to have this time and period which you're also got to make sure that you're now spending to train that person up. Now let's hope that it's the first person that you hire that just seems to get it and is amazing and seems to do everything. But let's be honest, that's, you know, that doesn't always happen, you know. So, so the, like, it costs you money to spend time in all of these people up. You've got to take that focus away from to spend the time to train the people up. Yep, absolutely. So I, I that's why. Couldn't couldn't agree with you more. Um, just that it's it's the un unrecorded, unrealized cost of training. Um, waiting till someone actually understands what they're doing, understands the process, learns all the systems, picks up all that nuance that is really hard to um, put into process and put into documentation because it's nuance. It's stuff that mm -hmm. comes from osmosis a, a lot of the time. Um, and it, yeah. it's costly. Yeah, 100%. And having someone like myself, for example, that's been in construction for as long as I have and got the wealth of knowledge and things like that, I cannot, you know, I've got an assistant, so I've scaled my business out. I've got an assistant and I've been training her up to do the candidate, candidate management side of things so I can focus on doing this, you know, do the overall business. But 
I can tell you when I jump in and I do the recruitment, the way I do it, and because I've been doing it for so long and my knowledge is just, you know, it's, it's, you can't buy that. You know what I mean? So when you have someone sitting in the business that has been there for, you know, for however long, again, that knowledge is just, it is priceless. It is invaluable. And I'm like, you know, gobsmacked that you'll have people in a business that will be there for five years and, you know, whatever. And then all they've been giving people warning signs and warning signs and, you know, being saying, I'm not happy or I want this or, you know, whatever. And business owners are not listening to it and ha are happy to let someone resign or a point where they haven't been heard. So then they resign. And then by that stage, they're probably not coming back. The damage is done. You know, whereas they could have like saved all of that, saved that person. And some people are doing like two people's jobs. So when they leave, then you've got to actually find two people to hire to do this one person's job. Yep. So absolutely. It's like it's madness to me. It's crazy. And it should be a no brainer. You know, but so, you um, about it. They don't. And it's just, you know, again, it's this awareness of, you know, how valuable your staff actually are. And they're not, it's, it's you know, yeah, you can replace them. But people, like, do you want to? Yeah, do you want to? I mean, I, I know when I lost staff, um, I ran a couple of retail businesses and I know that there was some stuff that I, I wasn't too sad to lose. Um, <laughs> There was a kind of, yeah, okay. Yeah. And then there was the staff that I'm like, no, nah, look, I, I don't want you to go. Um, and I, it's not that I hadn't listened to them. It really was that they had just grown out of that role and I didn't have the role to send them to and I didn't mm -hmm. want them to go, but I couldn't. I couldn't do more for them. So I was very happy for them. I just wasn't very happy for myself. <laughs> it's sort of like, I'm so happy for you. That's great. Like. <laughs> <laughs> Look, always there's, you know, obviously like different nuances and different situations and things like that. But um, I guess the point is, is that you really have to be, you know, good at judging what the situation, you know, um, needs attention to. And I, you know, it's really sad to see that over and over again, um, you know, there's, the, you see companies like having the same problem over and over again. Yep. And they're not learning their lessons. They just keep churning through mm. the stuff. Yep. Mm. yep. Don't be that. Don't be that business owner. No. Yeah, and you know, one thing that is huge as well is reputation. You don't want to get that reputation that no one wants to go and work for you. That's a really, really good point. And in, I mean, it doesn't matter how big an industry is. That reputation, once set, is really hard to lose. Even if it's unfairly set, it's really hard to lose. Yes, yes, it is. Look, that's a wealth of information. I really appreciate you selling, um, spending the time to, to uh, share that with us. I um, encourage people to go and connect with Chantelle, have a chat to her if you think she can help you out. Um, and Chantelle, 
Thank you so much. Um, we've done the one thing that you wanted people to take away with you. So I'm going to wish everyone a great week and we will see you next week with the next interview. Thank you so much, Chantel. Thank you for having me. It's been a pleasure. You're most welcome.